Just Our Real Estate, episode number 140. That's probably a long podcast in and of itself there, Mike. But, um, <laughs> yeah, we just got into dating and marriage in this podcast. <laughs> He's like, that's oh, first. that's okay, Doug. <laughs> All right, thank you for joining me on another Just Start Real Estate. My name is Mike Simmons. I'm your host, and I am thrilled that you're here with me today. Today, I'm going to do something a little bit special that I once in a while do. You know, when I started this podcast, I was doing tons of interviews, and I had some great, great guests that I, I had on the show. And when I launched, you know, like any podcast or any business, I started out very small. I didn't have a lot of listeners. There wasn't a lot of downloads. They're just, you know, I, I just didn't have a lot of uh, loyal fans and listeners like I do now, which is awesome. But you know what happens is some of those great interviews that I really love, and I think that they just had tons and tons of good stuff in them, kind of get lost in the shuffle. I know that when I find a podcast that has, you know, 140 episodes like I do now, I don't always go back and listen to every single episode that they've ever had. I mean, it's daunting. There's a lot of them. So what I'm going to do today is something that I do every once in a great while. Not a lot, but Every once in a great while, I pull one of those really, really, really deep, deep interviews from way back when I started and had, you know, like I said, essentially no downloads. And I know not many people heard the episode or the podcast. I bring those back and re-air them so that you have an opportunity as maybe someone who just stumbled on the podcast or just found it in the last, you know, four or five months. You never would have heard this interview and it's just a valuable interview. So I like doing that with, like I say, some of the interviews that I did that, you know, I think were just really, really good and they deserve a chance to be heard by a greater audience. So I'm going to do that today. And today's re-airing of, of the interview was with a, a gentleman named Douglas Dowell. And, and Doug is just a fascinating guy. He has a really, really um, cool background and really smart guy, and he's really you know somebody that you should be listening to and taking notes because he has seen a lot, he knows a lot, and like I said, he's just a, a really smart, good real estate investor. So I'm going to re-air this for you today. I hope you enjoy it. I had an absolute blast doing this interview. At the time, like I said when I started, I had I had done a few interviews like right off the bat and then done a whole bunch before I actually launched. And this was absolutely one of my favorite when I launched. So I put it in the first week of launching. And like I said, it just didn't get heard by enough people because I didn't have a lot of people listening to the podcast at that time. So let's check it out again. Sit back, enjoy. This is a really good one. All right, here we go. All right, thanks for joining me again on Just Start Real Estate. I appreciate you taking the time to stop by and, and uh, take a listen. Uh, today, I have someone on the line who has a, a kind of a unique perspective on real estate, in my opinion. He has a little, he has experience that's outside of the normal real estate investor, which I'll get into a little bit. Um, he is an accomplished uh, real estate investor himself, and he is uh, Douglas Dowell. Is his name? He's a commercial and multifamily investor and developer. His interests focus on legally raising private money, risk mitigation with due diligence and management science. He's also an avid student of success principles with a focus on modeling success factors. And just by that intro, I can tell you he's too smart to be on this show. Thanks a lot. I appreciate you being here. Uh, well, and again, that's maybe a great great point to make, Mike. Uh, out of the gate, is don't do what I did. I, I've, I've, I've <laughs> 
basically done everything but the thing I wanted to do. I, and in fact, I uh, went so far as to get a law degree uh, to be better at real estate investing. And I can tell you that was wholly unnecessary. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was I was reading your intro and afraid that I was going to mispronounce things. So clearly, you're smarter than me. I, there's no doubt about that. I'm reading this, and and I want to even ask you what some of this means. But it sounds <laughs> it sounds cool as heck. Well, and it, again, and sometimes I, I wonder if it's uh, just me uh, playing intellectual games when I could be out making more money. So uh, again, uh, don't don't worry too much about the stuff I'm into. I'm just a geek. My favorite part is the legally raising private money. And I think it's funny. I, I get what you're saying, but I think some people are scratching their head and saying, how is it illegal to raise private money? And private money is obviously the, the holy grail to a lot of people. That's how you can scale and really do some cool things in real estate. And uh, I think a lot of people think you just go on a forum and say, I'm looking for money. This is what I need. And I will guarantee you that you'll make 20% return and you know they go down that whole road. So we'll talk a little bit about the legally raising private money. Sounds good. I, I think uh, the, on the positive side of getting that legal background, that's probably one of the greatest things about what I did uh, uh, understand and, and, and gain in the process from from my very unique, as you said, um, arc, if you will, on how I got involved in, in, in real estate investing and whatnot. I, um, I believe every investor is going to get to that point where they're like, man, I've got so many great deals. This is so awesome, and, it, and it's a nice problem to have. But what happens when you hit that limit? For example, in, in residential even, you'll you'll get to a point where you can, and I'm not sure, somewhere, I think it's somewhere anywhere 12 to 14 properties, depending on what Fannie Mae's doing or whatever. Um, you'll reach a point where they won't loan you any more money even, and, and you reach a, just kind of a, a stall-out point. And the, the, the real nice way to get around that problem is then to learn how to market for private money and, and kind of use that to get around the problem and expand your uh, opportunities. And um, we'll talk about the pros and cons of that uh, approach, and it's not yep. for everyone, but we'll certainly uh, get into that. I, I think from my perspective, though, it's it's really, if you want to really make this as a real career, um, for me, it's it's kind of one of those uh, key deciding factors on, you know, if I want to kind of do it as a hobby or, you know, you know, a, a property here and there, that's fine. But if you're really serious about making this a, a serious business venture, I think it's a it's a great tool to have. Yep, I couldn't agree more. So let's talk. You, you mentioned the arc that you took was a little bit unique or, or different than than maybe the run of the mill. If there is a run of the mill investor, what was what, what is your background? How did you arrive where you are? Well, it's uh, really interesting. I, I had a, a friend of mine's dad was a uh, uh, investor in high school, and we were over there. You know, we'd do uh, hang drywall and you know cut the weeds and and from time to time collect rent here and there. And I and I got really fascinated by that. And uh, about that same time, I don't know. Uh, I haven't seen his advertisements in a long time, but there was a, a gentleman by the name of Carlton Sheets on, on late night mm-hmm. infomercial on uh, creative financing techniques. And I for for some reason it lit a lit a fire then and at that point and i was like that's really fascinating um and uh i think the the funny thing about my story is is i i reached the age of 18 and i knew right then and there that's i love this stuff this is what i want to do with the rest of my life um from an intellectual standpoint but uh uh it was about that time i i, I got really motivated i saw this uh, classified ad, okay, four-unit property or 15. It was somewhere in there. It was a small multifamily that I was really geeked up. So I called the guy, and uh, I had no idea what I was doing, how to 
analyze a property in terms of you know expenses, uh, the difference between pro forma and actual, and all those great things. And yep. and I kind of honestly I freaked out. And 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 the crazy thing about it is is that analysis paralysis really kind of took hold. And and quite. Uh, interesting in my story, it's it's been the last two years where I finally got serious about you know really pursuing this as a as a as a, uh, a career uh, from an entrepreneurial standpoint. So I basically did everything but uh, in commercial real estate. I've I've done stuff from uh, work as a brokerage assistant for Marcus and Millichap. For folks that know commercial real estate, they're a fairly uh, big um, commercial more, commercial real estate. Uh, firm and, and I did stuff like that. Worked for a housing authority as a development associate. Worked for a cell phone company as a as a tower lease uh, uh, administrator, basically signing leases for tower leases and commercial real estate. And um, and then eventually uh, ended up practicing law for a number of years and had some interesting landlord tenant cases and uh, one or two really fascinating real estate litigation cases and. Um, so anything other than actually doing the thing that I wanted to do, which is real estate <laughs> development, I, I found a way, uh, you know, to, you know, use that analysis paralysis. Well, like I'll do that one other thing, and or I'll yeah. read that one out of the book. And, and I think for me, that's the the, the number one advice. Um, at a certain point, you can't. You, you'll read stuff and it'll start to become redundant. And and. I really encourage you to find a good lawyer in your network, for example. You don't need to know all the laws. You need to have a good lawyer. And, and, and also, that's another great point is there are a ton of lawyers out there. Most of them went directly from undergrad to law school. Very few of them have any business sense at all. I'm not, I'm not trying to um, talk too much smack on my former colleagues, but the fact of the matter is a good real estate attorney understands business and uh, and investing, and ideally. And, and the ones that are really great i found – um, that I'd recommend is find out if they invest on if they do an investing themselves. If they're a real estate investor, they're the perfect lawyer for you because they understand yep. exactly what you're doing. Yep, that's a great point to make. And it sounds like uh, just to crowbar in the uh, you know the name of the show here. At some point, you have to just start, right? You get that analysis paralysis, and you can analyze until you're blue in the face. At some point, you have to put the rubber to the road and get out there and and start. And I don't suggest you do that before you're armed with with information. But, you know, a lot of us lean on that, and I, I did the same thing, so I'm not pointing a finger. I, I analyzed real estate investing for a number of years before I actually went out there and started doing something. So, you know, at some point you have to do that. Well, I couldn't agree more, and I think that that's, that was been my uh, uh, real strong kind of experience with the whole analysis paralysis thing is it it's it's a insidious disease and the only antidote is action and um i i really couldn't uh be more adamant about that at this point and and the the beauty of taking that action even if you're not you're not actually closing on a deal that if you do things towards that end you'll be amazed at the feeling you get from talking and i found even um, what was huge in my, you know, kind of coming through that is really networking with a, a bunch of real estate developers and, and getting to know them and know what they're doing and, and just talking to real life people that are doing what you want to do versus reading yep. it in a book even has made uh, a huge difference in my outlook and, and how I'm attacking the market. And uh, I really recommend that as well. It's just it really the networking with experienced uh, people that have exactly what you want um, and really 
um, try to pick their brain. And, and, and I found, and this is another thing that I really recommend for real estate people that want to get involved in this, you'll be surprised. You may think, oh, my gosh, there's this guy over here at the RIA. He's, he's got 5,000 units. He's a syndicator. He's got exactly what I want, but I'm intimidated to talk to him. And, and I will almost guarantee 90% of the time he had the same problem, and he talked to somebody, and somebody mentored him. So the, I, was, I have found from a large uh, majority of times for people that are interested in getting started, you'll find that people are very open. And, 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 and I will say, especially in real estate, I've noticed um, a real, uh, I, like I'm not trying to kind of think of the right word, maybe collegial, if you will. If, uh, there's a real esprit de corps about real estate investors where they're very open to talk to other investors about what they're doing and what they're working on. And um, I think you'll find if you reach out to that experienced investor and say, hey, I'm really interested in getting involved in this, what do you think? You'll find most of them uh, will be more than happy to talk. And then, you know, the flip side is if they don't want to talk, then they're probably not a good fit for you anyway. But if you ask enough people, you'll find that somebody has had the same experience and, and usually – uh, the pay-it-forward mentality seems to work really well in real estate, and, I, and I've seen a lot of that in, in the real estate investing arena myself. So Yeah, that's a good point. That's a really good point. So let's take a look at your business as it is today. What does your business look like currently? I am currently uh, working on breaking into uh, fourplex development, uh, really small, and, and my, uh, my rule passion has been to break into the development side and, and really kind of gotten uh, clear on that. And I think part of also what I would recommend that don't do what I've done is I've, I've over the past year looked at, at no less than about 15 different strategies and, and, and really focusing in on the one or two that you want to do. I, I, that's probably the uh, big advice I have too is really find which one you want to do most. And for me, it was always real estate development. So it was like, well, Doug, you need to focus on that. And, and when I figured that out, really things started to change for me as well. It's like when you start to focus in that that target, you start to get more clarity on what it takes to get there. And um, that's what, what's really been an amazing uh, change in, in how things have gone for me from, you know, from, like I said, a corporate real estate. It's easy when, you, when you're working for a hotel trust and – they go to Wall Street and they, and they issue two hundred million dollar bonds uh, to to buy hotels with. I mean, that's just it's just such a different mentality, and uh, it's taken me quite a while to get into that entrepreneurial mindset where it's okay. I'm I'm the uh, captain of the ship and uh, putting together teams and whatnot. Is it's been an interesting uh, shift in mentality, and and I think for me that the thing that really helped the most was focusing in on that that one thing that you want or the one or two and. Um, I, that's an, uh, probably the, probably the strongest advice I've had that's made the biggest change is picking a strategy and focusing in on on that one thing. Yep, I think that's yeah. I couldn't agree more. One of the worst things about real estate investing is that there's so many ways to invest in real estate, and everyone has their opinion, and and you can literally spend a lifetime just bouncing around to different people and what they say is the best way to go. You're right. You just have to pick one and, and go for it, and and that's how you start finding the right people to network with. You find the people who are really good at that one thing and start talking to them. 
Well, I appreciate that, Mike, and, and uh, it's I've been like a cat with the uh, with all the bright shiny toys in in real estate investing because I mean there's just so many different shiny objects that and yep. and, and there and you're right about that I've I've seen numbers as many of hundred different ways to to be successful as a real estate investor and and you can't do them all in hundred at the same time though and that's the uh, the caveat to that is you've got to pick one or two and be really good at those I think so yep. Totally. So what is a typical day in your business? And I, before you say there's no typical day, I will 100% agree with that. But if you could kind of boil it down to a, a, a generic type, you know, so when, when, you, when someone asks you how was your day and you say, eh, it was all right, what did you do that day? Um, a good day for me uh, involves several things. Still right now in the phase I'm in, it, it is a very good day for me if I'm talking to other real estate developers on, on kind of how they've attacked the market. That's really good. Um, anytime I have talked to a real estate agent that might, and, and I'm also going to say I, I, I have a kind of mixed emotions about real estate agents. And again, I've, I've had a very interesting exposure to the to that business. But I will say that not all of them understand real estate investing. And, and if you can find one or two great real estate agents that that again, if they do investing on their own, I think that's a good sign. Um, it's just a special breed in the in the real estate arena. Uh, yep. In terms of I, from what I've found is that they they just don't always understand what you're trying to do. And and if you're a new investor, I think a great way to to really set yourself up for success is have real estate attorneys and real estate agents that are experienced investors. Because think about that team around you; they already have experience that you don't. And and uh, I'm a big fan of Think and Grow Rich, for example, and I know Henry Ford was, you know, he had basically an eighth grade education, but he was able to accomplish what he did because he surrounded himself with, with a team that knew way more about it than he did. And and I think that that's really the smart play is if, is, is building a team. And again, that's back to on a, what a typical great day for me looks like if if I'm building my team in some way, shape, or form in terms of contacting a great real estate attorney, uh, and and. I, even though I have a legal background, I still want to have somebody who's been in that field doing dirt uh, dirt transactions day in, day out. Yeah. Um, same thing, I understand tax law, for example, but it's not in my best interest to sit there and, and try to keep current with uh, tax law. So I will say also that that's probably a great thing for me in my business right now is talking to uh, appraisers, commercial brokers, and potential team members in terms of uh, – what I'm trying to do, and so that's that's for me what's a what what a great day looks like. Okay, very good. And you mentioned uh, uh, agents who who understand investing, and and, and uh, lawyers who understand investing. I think it's important for people to know because I know what my question would be if I was new. I'd go, "That's awesome. I agree with you. I don't know where to find these people." But I think one of the places you go to find these people is your local real estate investing clubs and the groups involved in your area, um, especially for agents. A lot of agents uh, go there and they understand the game, and that's why they're there. So that's a good place to at least start and try to branch out and network out from there because if there isn't a good one there chances are somebody there knows a good one and if you spend the time and build the relationships you'll be amazed at how many people can can be opened up to your network just by doing that so i couldn't agree more having a team people who understand real estate uh, as far as in the legal side of it and in the agent side of it but um you know you have to do a little bit of work you have to get out there and, and talk to people I could agree more on that mike and i think that uh, that is tremendous advice if you're trying to start because really Again, back to that whole thing. It's interesting on paper, but until you put it into the third dimension, something's lost. And until you 
I don't, from a, it's from, to me, a, a belief standpoint almost. It's from a fundamental physical belief. Until I meet somebody that's physically doing it, it, it just has a different impact on you as a, a, from a, a thought, thought standpoint, I think. And um, I, I think that's great as the local RIAs or any, any kind of association that, that is, uh, you know, like-minded individuals. I, I think that's yeah. a winning strategy for sure. Absolutely. Now, let's talk about a little bit. You you are working in the development end of it, right? Multifamily, commercial. Explain, uh, and I know this could take a long time, but let's try to let's try to give everyone the one on one version. What does it mean to be a real estate developer? Um, there are several different strategies, but essentially what I'm doing, and, and it depends on when, um, and this is a, the interesting thing about real estate development, your timing on, and your ability to judge market timing, for example, is very important, uh, I believe. Uh, for example, you, I, didn't, I don't think you want to be a real estate developer in, in 2009 or 2009, 2010. It wasn't exactly a fun business to be in, but with the things, uh, there's so much uh, pent-up demand in um, single-family and in uh, multifamily still. There, there's still plenty of opportunity to get out there and actually build stuff uh, from ground up, and I actually believe there's still opportunities coming up in, in industrial properties as well. It's a little further behind the curve than, than uh, single-family and multifamily, but uh, I'm definitely going to be investigating the industrial as well. Um, retail, not real real excited to be in that field just yet I, I could do could see myself doing it eventually and um, I really unless it's a part of a mixed-use development I don't see me doing much office I still think there's so much so much empty buildings out there in that field and that will be probably the case for quite a while with the way the demographics and fundamental changes in the economy I don't think that that's really going to change that much anytime soon but uh, definitely what I'm what I'm trying to do is just build from the ground up with and especially with the so much demand for um, housing, the, the fix and flip opportunity is really, really uh, challenging now. So when you see tightness in the fix and flip market, well, that just that's just your signal that, hey, maybe if you if you have the appetite for it, you should go buy, go build a spec building. And um, and that's really how I've read the market. I really uh, am very fascinated with uh, fix and flip and not saying I wouldn't do fix and flip and I probably still would. But uh, my core passion has always been development anyway. So it's, it's basically the stars have aligned to say, okay, but this is your this is your yeah. time to go do what you want to do. So, <laughs> okay, all right. That's and that's that's important. It sounds like something too. Uh, development. It, it sounds like it's not. Uh, hey, I rolled out of bed today and decided I want to be a real estate investor. I'm going to become a developer. Well, I think uh, from my standpoint, it, anything's possible. But really, the the way to if that's what you feel and then you feel drawn to that, um, I'm I'm not one to. Uh, to say it can't be done. I, I don't believe in limiting anyone's in anyone's beliefs. But what I would say is uh, to get traction and get credibility, you probably have to partner with somebody. But but again, yep. if you really want to do something, if you partner with an experienced uh, experienced party with you in a deal, it can happen. And I think that happens a lot as people that because that's one of the interesting conundrums about. Uh, development even and, and I, I frankly will I might end up having to do that depending on what deal I'm in if if I'm in an interesting deal that I haven't had any track record with you know a lender may say hey dude you, you know you don't have you got an empty spot in your resume and you know yeah. so what I, I make uh, I make 50 percent instead of nothing and, and I'm I'm a big believer in partnering can get you a long way in, in life, and especially in real estate if you do it right. And um, I, I love joint ventures, not so much uh, long-term uh, partnerships, but it just depends on, you know, I, I'm a big believer in kind of 
day before you marry in that arena, and that's a whole. That's probably a long podcast in and of itself, there, Mike. But, um, yeah, we just got into dating and marriage in this podcast. <laughs> He's that's like, oh, first. that's okay, Doug. All right, great. <laughs> no, you know what? I, I'm joking, but I, I couldn't agree more. I I do a lot of partner deals myself, and when I was a a um, a newer real estate investor, that was how I shortcutted my education. I, I partnered and I I worked with people who had experience, and yeah, you, you make a little less. Um, but you are really, you know, catapulting yourself forward in terms of your knowledge and your experience, and you can bypass an awful lot of mistakes if you're letting someone guide you through it or uh, help guide you through it who's been through all that and made the mistakes. They will help you sidestep some of those landmines. And uh, I think, I mean, to me, if I were being interviewed and they said, give me one piece of advice, like I'm going to ask you later, I think my piece of advice would be find someone who's done it and is doing it and having success and beg them to let you get involved in it. Even if you're just trading your time uh, and you're not really making anything, what you'll learn is priceless. So get involved with someone who's done it and and, and partner. I think that's that's great. I couldn't agree more, Mike. I think that's uh, really the ultimate way to get started. If you're at all interested, do that as fast as possible. Don't read read 7,000 books like I did. Uh, partner up quick, and and you'll you'll find momentum. And again, I think for me, uh, in anything, especially real estate, uh, if you really want to get somewhere, your momentum is very very important. And I think that's a way to really generate some in my, in, in what I've seen and, and what I've felt. Yep. And plus, if you're partnering with someone who has experience and, and they're you know, kind of working with you along the way, you're also creating a relationship with someone who you can tap into their experience and their knowledge down the road. Maybe even when you're not partnering, you can, you know, you have the relationship where you can pick up the phone and say, hey, you know, Joe, I, you know, have this question. I bought a house and this happened. What do you think? And guaranteed, like you said, real estate investors as an industry by and large are helpful individuals. But if you've already worked with them and they and they know your your work ethic and you know they have a comfort comfort level with you, the chance of them picking up the phone and giving you some free advice is pretty darn high. Oh, and that and you can't you can't buy that sort of that sort of information no. because it's 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 from from somebody who's been been down that road before you did and and I can tell you this much the the greatest mistakes I've made in my life were when I didn't didn't reach out and uh, didn't. You know, you know that I love that old saying in Top Gun: "Son, your ego's writing checks your body can't cash." And, and <laughs> I'm, I'm a big believer in that. I learned the hard way in, in certain circumstances. But I tell you what, uh, asking folks that have been down that road ahead of you is it's a lot easier. Why, why go through the pain of the learning the hard way when you can shortcut? And, uh, and I think that's just a, another vote in favor uh, of the partnership and networking sure. aspect. Yep, I totally agree. Okay, so now I want to ask you if I were to strip away all of your degrees, if I were to strip away all of everything that you have amassed over the, the term of your life to this point, and you had to start over, and someone said, you know, Doug, we're, you, you got to start over in real estate. Uh, all you have really is your knowledge, so I guess you wouldn't be stripping away your degrees, but all you have is your knowledge. You have nothing else. You have to start from the bottom floor. What would you do? How would you go about that? 
Well, um, if you're interested in commercial real estate, and I think that does change my answer a little bit, but if you're interested in real estate investing generally, the the RIA, go start networking, uh, network, 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 I think is my first thing. Also, right. there are some interesting educational opportunities that, that are really stellar that you don't have to spend four years in school. If you're interested in commercial real estate, you can do the CCIM courses um, that are very, very fantastic. I, I ended up not going down that road because I had an economics undergrad, but uh, – but there's some great uh, seminar-based stuff, and I'm a big fan of Rich Dad Poor Dad. And you know, in, in this economy especially, you really have to have to wonder what what is really important. Is my bachelor's degree per se important? But if I know for a hundred percent fact that real estate's my thing, uh, maybe a, a four-year degree is not even necessary. I mean, I, I I'm a big believer in, in well-roundedness and whatnot. But you really don't need a, a an economics degree. You don't need a law degree. You don't need all these things. What you need is action and focused action. And, um, and uh, it's kind of uh, ironic. I'm sitting sitting here with all that background and saying that, but I, I really, I'm like, I should have known this about uh, 20 years ago. I really uh, even have that regret on a little bit, honestly. But, uh, but you know what? I, I think uh, you know there's other uh, flip sides of the education and background I have that that'll pay off yep. in, in the long run too. I've got a different trajectory maybe than others might have, but. Uh, but overall, I think it's uh, uh, probably if if I had that one piece of advice, it's just uh, network and take some action every day, and, and you'll get you'll get further than anybody who reads seven thousand books like I did. So, yep, I, I totally agree. Okay, so obviously you're 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 busy in your in your uh, real estate investing career. I'm certain that you have resources that you use on a daily basis, tools of the trade, so to speak, that, that you couldn't live without, wouldn't want to live without. Can you give us a couple of ideas of things that you use in your business that you find to be helpful? Uh, yeah, absolutely. I've, I've got uh, a few um, networking forms that, I, that I'm that i involved with that are basically a RIA on steroids. I, I would hate to be without that right now. Um, that That network of people... Uh, something I hate to be without. In terms of analysis and in, in what I do, um, Excel's great. Uh, however, there are some development-specific uh, software tools that I use that are a little bit more robust than than Excel. In terms of that, uh, Redfin. If you're in a city that has Redfin, thank goodness you are. Redfin is the most amazing thing ever. Uh, where you can tell get, me what Redfin is. Uh, I don't Redfin even know is, is oh, Redfin's amazing. It's not in every market yet, but uh, if you're in a Redfin market, they've basically taken on the uh, the monopoly that real estate agents have, and they are basically publishing MLS completely for free. So you don't have to beg, borrow, or steal to get MLS access to get comp data and whatnot. And, that, and that's been a tremendous uh, thing that I have available in my market that I'm looking. At and it, uh, it's amazing because you can get comp data without having to. Uh, there's sometimes they're they're really kind of monopolistic on access to the MLS, which I you know I'm not a yep. big fan of. And um, you know sometimes you can maybe network and get get that that access, but uh, there's kind of a a mafia mentality yeah, about yeah, that. Yeah. So yeah. Now now how was have you ever heard a listing book? Uh, I have not. That's a uh, interesting. Okay. I'll have to check that out. Yeah, listing book sounds like the same idea. Um, the knock on listing book, as it relates to the MLS, is that it it doesn't update 
as often, and it, the, the information is a lot older, basically. So with Redfin, because I'm not familiar with Redfin, and maybe it's because it's not in my area, but do you any idea how it relates to the MLS in terms of uh, how current it is? Uh, my understanding and the feeling I get from it is it's it's precisely it's like it's basically MLS access. Uh, oh wow! It's, it's basically oh. their their mentality is they're doing a, a commission brokerage at a discount, and they're really aggressive. Their model is basically discount brokerage, and um, that's their their way of driving you to them is to offer a lot of value by letting you come search MLS on your own, and then when you're ready, they'll um, they'll try to get you into their system that way. But um, oh, it's cool. a tremendous tool if you have it in your market. Wow, I that that's the first thing I'm doing when we uh, hang up here is I'm going to go there because that's that's cool. I've never heard of it. I mean, it may not be in my area, but it's something that's going to be on my radar for sure. Okay, I interrupted you because I got so excited about Redfin. What, were you done with the resources, or do you have any? Uh, uh, I'm I'm trying to think any other thing I have left out. Again, um, just the network. I I can't even understate that the the, the ability yeah. to reach out to folks that are doing the same same or similar type things you are that. That's the most important change in in making the transition for me from uh, uh, the the most almost fatal case of analysis paralysis uh, into uh, <laughs> into uh, actually pursuing something that I've been so passionate about for so long, and and that that has made a huge difference. Yeah, I think sometimes, and I'm I'm victim of this too. When I think of a resource, I think of you know uh, Dropbox or some sort of an app or something. But you know what? You're right, and we've kind of made that point. We've hammered it home here on this uh, episode. Is that the best resources really are people, right? the people in your network. I mean, they will be more invaluable to you than any app or iPhone or you know any computer program. Just the the people in your network are the best resources. Well, and I sure appreciate that. And again, I think one of the things that that I um, I will say about it, if if you like people and you love to interact with people, real estate is a great place for you. If if you're introverted, I'm not to say that that's that's a like a core uh, principle of success, but introversion is not uh, not in your favor. And if you have to get outside yourself a little bit, in my opinion, and or if not, partner with uh, crazy introverts like me and. Um, you'll 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 be happy you did, and there there's a I know of a lot of cases where folks have uh, found out that that's their limitation. And again, I and here's another th- great point that I, I again if I want to call this a resource or whatnot, but acknowledging your own limitations uh, has been a, a, a an important investigation for me because it's like. Uh, I am extremely extroverted. I'm I'm big big on vision, but execution is uh, sometimes not my strong suit. So I try to surround myself with uh, people that are great at executing. And um, knowing what your weak spot is is it's it's not it's not a flaw. It's just acknowledging that it, you are enormously freakishly freak of nature in my opinion if you can come in especially in commercial real estate when there's so much involved in it and you can handle it all on your own and you don't need anybody and you don't need a team i don't think that that's it's number one i don't think it's wise it's not healthy and it's unrealistic i think and um acknowledging you have limitations you're going to need somebody around you that's got that um other part of you that's missing or whatever uh, not to say it's 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 just human nature the, there are differences yeah. in the world and, and you are made your makeup is different uh, depending on how things work out and uh, acknowledging that as a, as a very important step in the process and it has been for me for sure yeah I man that you're absolutely right I don't know anybody successful that did it completely on their own without a team I just don't know anybody Right, it's it's just a, if not formally an informal uh, sure. uh, kitchen cabinet, if you will. Yeah, right. Yep, someone to bounce ideas off of and, and just kind of get some sanity checks every once in a while can be huge. Right. Okay, so 
Wow, we've covered a lot of ground, and we've mentioned a lot of cool stuff. And just so everyone is aware, uh, everything we talked about will be in the show notes, which will be at juststartrealestate.com forward slash Douglas Dowell, last name D-O-W-E-L-L. And you can go there and check out everything we talked about. And uh, like I said, Redfin's going to be something that I jump on immediately because I want to I see what's going on there. So tell us where people can, can find you if you want to be found. I know I've been stalking you, so I'm on, I'm on your Twitter account. And I just have to mention this because I think it's, it's just cool as heck, is your quote, uh, attack life. It's going to kill you anyway. <laughs> oh, I appreciate that, Mike. And, and I think that mentality has really actually helped me once I finally adopted that. It is like, yeah. it's it's silly to be afraid of anything. If you know you're going to die anyway, why be afraid? Because you're going to yeah. die tomorrow. You know, it's, life is a fatal condition. So, uh, actually, uh, that is a great place to check me out. I was on Twitter, and I also uh, am out there on LinkedIn, Douglas Dell JD uh, on LinkedIn. That's, that's the best places to find me. Okay, awesome, and I, I hope everyone does that, and they uh, they uh, get in touch with you because you're not only a fantastic resource, you're uh, a very nice guy, and uh, I, I think people would benefit from uh, getting in hold, getting a hold of you and following you at the very least, see what you have going on. Absolutely, and I and I love that opportunity to network with folks because uh, it, it's it's something I'm so passionate about, and if I can help anybody be successful, that's a part of my success as well. So. All right. If you uh, if you don't reach out to him, then uh, you just don't want to be successful. That's that's what I'm going to say. I appreciate that. Mike. <laughs> that's my endorsement. And uh, you, how much was how much was that that I owed you for that, Mike? Was it a hundred dollars we agreed <laughs> to before the podcast started? You know what? It's so ugly to talk about money on <laughs> I know, the air. I'm sorry. We'll, we'll talk. We'll, it's just not. I did. We'll I talk did about that it. over the air, didn't I, Mike? I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, yeah, we'll take it, all this out in editing because <laughs> I, I have a I have a feeling that there might be something illegal about that uh, solicitation too. So. Oh, I don't know. Uh, oh, that's right. You're my lawyer, right? Exactly. You're a lawyer. I don't have to worry about anything. You know, referral fees are legal mainly in the referral There you go. Business, so, uh, referral real estate, fee. it's like sometimes I forget. In the real estate business, we kind of act funny around that. So I remember <laughs> yeah. what hat I'm wearing over here. I can't believe I didn't recognize the referral fee opportunity there. Absolutely. All right. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, listen, I really appreciate your time. I appreciate you coming on and, and sharing your information, your knowledge. It's been a blast. I've enjoyed it very much immensely and I uh, look forward to talking to you, Mike. All right, Doug. I appreciate it. Thank you. You bet. Bye-bye. All right. Bye-bye. Don't forget you can find everything we talked about here on the show with Douglas at juststartrealestate.com forward slash Douglas Dowell. Okay, guys, one last thing before we go. I would just like to ask, if you're enjoying this podcast, if you're really getting something out of it, if you think it provides value, then please go to iTunes and give me a rating and review. It helps me out a ton. It helps me reach more people. It allows me to help more people, and that's really what I'm trying to do here is help people. I'm trying to answer questions and and provide as much value as I can. And the best way for me to reach more people and to really provide value is for you to go and give me a rating and review. iTunes puts a ton, a ton of weight on that, and I really would appreciate it. Until next time, if investing in real estate is your dream, there's only one way you can make it a reality. Just start. 